The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. All right, Chris. Yep. You stop. Ready to you rock. Hear your papers. Always. You can hear your papers flapping. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> it's a live podcast, Leanne. Let's go. It's all ambiance. Oh, fine. The paper is the ambiance. <laughs> dog barks, dog barks. Toilet flushes, it flushes. Here, that's just well, that's, well, that's just because you're in the toilet. It's the damn toilet because that's where your studio is. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. We go through life being tested. Tests at school, driving tests, health checks, blood tests, and some of the results of many of these tests can be life-changing. Wouldn't you agree? Well, at the beginning of 2022, I voluntarily submitted my spit. Yes, I filled a tube to the line with a bunch of watery saliva that ranks up there as the easiest biofluid to extract and use for DNA testing. Now, this isn't my first spit rodeo. I've done three genetic tests so far and all have reported different aspects of health that further help me understand myself. Knowing genetics, that we took from mom and dad makes us who we are. Well, they offer a real personalized human handbook if you map them out and understand them well enough. The results from this test, well, they have the potential to change my life for the better. And as I've said before in many episodes, knowledge is power. And in using myself as the guinea pig, my hope is that you'll come to know if this test is worth spending your hard-earned dollars on, and if it's something that could help further you on your own health journey. And because you're here and you keep coming back as one of my lovely loyal listeners to hear what I have to say, I'm going to hazard a guess that, yeah, you're pretty much all in. Now back to the start of the year during my six-week Be Intentional series. The focus was on how to be intentional with your health and in what ways could you learn more about yourself. You'll remember that we dove into the science and the blood tests with Dr. Brockenshire. Wow, that was a mind-blowing one. Our first interview with Kashif Khan about this, about the DNA testing. After that, we talked about mindset. And how your thoughts, you know, that mind piece of it, how you realize how maybe you're self-sabotaging yourself, how to calm the storm of the mind, and also how to get out of your own way. We also talked with Sam Core Trainer about different types of exercise for different age groups. Also, my daughter shared her journey with her mental illness and how she navigated her mental health over the past couple of years. Then in the last one, we also talked about time management and how on earth are you going to fit everything into your day with productivity coach Claire Kumar. So it was really a thorough series. And now today we're going to do a deep dive into the results that I got this 360 report from the DNA company and 
really, of all the topics that we covered, as well as going into this today, I believe there must be a focus on all of these aspects of health, of lifestyle, of living, of your environment, and a focus for living a long and healthy life. Now I'm going to get to see a little bit more, and you too, because I'm bringing you along for the journey, in my genetic results. I realized that I've come to an understanding about myself. I followed my intuition about what to eat, what not to eat, and also really having the understanding as to why. Well, that hasn't been necessarily so clear. Kind of in a way, I've been throwing darts at a dartboard with almost like half a blindfold on and all the choices that we make. I know that they're all well-intentioned and that in the hope that we're going to lead a life that's as full as we can possibly make it without that worry of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, or any other thing that's going to hold us back. So today on Eat This with Leanne, a deep dive into my DNA test results with the hope that you're going to be able to understand what this testing potential has and how it can work from you. Deciding what diet to follow of eating or, you know, kind of what way to follow, what type of exercise to throw yourself into for maximum results and understanding the way your hormones work, specifically your hormones, not mine, but yours, which can differ in every single individual is so powerful. Knowing your body type, how you put on weight, for instance, and then how is it that you're going to lose it if you've gone the way that you don't want it to? They all fit into a pretty good crystal ball list of really what most of us would like to understand about ourselves. It would sure take a lot of trial and error of let's try this one. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, let's try that one. Oh, that didn't work. And oh, you know, you have the conversations of I've done keto and I've done paleo and I did this and I did that. And everybody around the table that you're discussing are like, no, that worked for me. Oh, no, that definitely did not work for me. You know, everybody sings the praises of certain things and other people go, oh, nope. Mm -mm, did not work for me. Well, I just it just comes, a lot of this comes down to genetics. Then there's also your mood and your behavior type. That is just you, not your siblings, your cousins, your other family members, but you. Sleep patterns and how they affect your well-being, all of these situations, as well as processing inflammation, which is pretty much the cause of every disease known out there. Drilling down on your cardiovascular profile and what you need to know Really, all of this comes from this test. So I've just listed off all the buckets that they've put everything into and the things that we're going to drill down on today. Now, I'm going to share some of some screenshots of my results over in the show notes on leannephillipson.com because this is truthfully about sharing with you. So you can see the type of information that's shared. It's a deep dive on how your body runs, managing expectations on how I gain weight, lose weight, how I sleep, the fact that my dad has really high blood pressure and has had two heart attacks. My mom, well, she died sadly of lymphoma. Well, all of those things, are they in my future? And what can I do to navigate away if that's actually a part of the genes. To help dig deeper into this, welcome Kashif Khan back on to Eat This with Leanne, and he's joining us today to share some more insight. Now, he's the co-founder and the CEO of the DNA Company. He actually has his own podcast called Unpills that you'll be able to find anywhere that you find your podcasts. And I've listened to a few of them lately. Really, really interesting. And really, just he's 
pretty much a know-it-all in the world of DNA testing and all of those results. So if you didn't catch him on episode 101, then help me welcome back Kashif Khan. So anybody that hasn't heard you before, either on your own podcast, which I just mentioned, or seen you on social media, can you just tell us a little bit about the DNA company, about your involvement in it, and, you know, just kind of like that high level, who on earth are you to be talking on? Sure, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Who are you? Who are you really? Yeah, let's get into it. (laughs) So really, the truth is, I was a guy that was sick. Uh, I came from a completely different industry and was not healed by the people that I was supposed to go to. And so I healed myself. It didn't make sense that, you know, everything that I was, eczema, psoriasis, migraines, depression, digestive issues, like it all happened at the same time. All these different things, a pill for this, scan for this, five different doctors for five different things. None of it was being sort of removed from my, my reality. It was just being managed. Right. So that's when I learned you know, a light bulb went off, like everything at the same time, there's something wrong beyond these symptoms. And so I learned that genetically I had holes and gaps that I needed to fill. And when I started to focus on that, all the problems went away. Wow. And this is a good five, six years ago. And I have not had any of these problems since then. Wow. Consistently. Right. So, uh, I literally walked away from my business. We were a PR and marketing company that used to help startup companies grow. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And I said, I found what I got to work on. And so I, I literally built it because everyone needs it. I not quite sure. I came across something. I know that Dave Asprey is one of, um, is a, is a huge fan and I follow him on social media. Maybe I came to the DNA company from that. I've had another couple of DNA tests done in the past, but everyone gets, you know, you get a little bit of different information from each from each one of them and it was at the beginning of the year just before we did the episode 101 in January about being intentional and I do just want to off the top to manage expectations say that I did do the spit in the tube thing just before, <laughs> just before the new year. And I got my results back probably a couple of weeks ago. So it was a good two and a half months yeah. to get the results. Now, I was not set up like that. You said it could take two to four weeks. So can you just quickly for listeners managing expectations here, tell us a little bit about what was going on sure. for you. I mean, you're a company during COVID just like everybody else. So yeah, so we've been testing during, or I should say since 2017. Yep. Never, ever experienced what we experienced in the fall and winter, which was that there's a surge in Omicron testing, which obviously is needed. Uh, We didn't know what Omicron could potentially be until it passed for a few months. So we got pushed aside, meaning that uh, there's an important thing that needs to be tested. There's no capacity for this commercial consumer product. Right. So we work with the Genome Quebec, which is uh, a government lab out of the out of Quebec, out of McGill University, and we're a research partner with them. So they are really good at the genetic side, meaning the deep science. We're good at the functional side, the interpretation. How do you apply it to chronic disease and aging? Mm-hmm. And so we collaborate on research. We were told, sorry, you know, we got there's too much going on here. And, and same thing in the U.S. We have a lab in the U.S. where couldn't even get supplies, couldn't even open the door, you know. So. Like if you go online and buy a test, it's usually six to eight weeks. That's kind of the industry standard. Okay. We try and run it around four, but there was people that waited three months, but that's all past now. And, you know, uh, it's, we're now running back at about four weeks. Okay. So in the vein of human optimization, because yes. that's just such a groovy word to say, right? <laughs> just feels like, all right, I'm going to optimize myself. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, you are dating yourself just by using the word groovy. all right then fine i don't hide the fact that i'm 50 chris like (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what's the new fang pen dangle. I don't know. Ask my version kids. Of, I don't know. Groovy. I know. Sick. Isn't it like sick or something? Kashif which always is confused on the, me. Yeah, you're on the cutting edge of what's cool, Kashif. What is the what is the latest? Well, I, I heard my kid the other day use the word sauce and I thought he had like a lisp. I didn't know what was going on there. I was like, what do you is do you need help? And then he's like, No, you don't know what I'm like. He looked at me like I was 70 or you know, anyways. So it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up. All right. All right. Well, let's All find right. out what's sauce. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm using myself as the guinea pig for yeah. testing with the DNA company. And you obviously have my results. I've got my results. What stood out for you the most that's important so, for me to know? So there's a, a few items. Uh, the first thing is your brain. Ah, first of all, you have one. We confirm there's there's one in yes! there. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah. Darn it, I lost that <laughs> bet. Uh, the, oh well. <laughs> Your profile is really unique, and we, the way we look at neurochemicals. They drive your behavior. So the chemicals in your brain, how you bind them, how you use them and clear them, meaning get rid of them in, yeah. in a different process, determines how you behave, how you perceive the world. Uh, are you an addict, a binger? Do you procrastinate? Are you irritable? You know, all these traits of human behavior, we can predict exactly who you are as a personality without ever meeting you. So you have this unique neural pathway with all these neurochemicals. You're kind of like right down the middle. If I look at this map, we very rarely see a map that looks like this. Oh, I'm one People of are kind, typically, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I could have told you that without talking to Kashif. No. <laughs> when it comes to dopamine, dopamine is your pleasure and reward chemical. In order to experience that pleasure and reward, you have to bind it. And your genes determine what the density of your binders are. You're somewhat in the middle there. Then there's an enzyme called COMT, which comes along and gets rid of it, brings you back to normal. You're also somewhat in the middle there. So you're not this addict that's like ADHD jumping on every opportunity because your dopamine levels are so low that everything triggers a response. You're also not this sort of flaky, like I'm experiencing life with constant pleasure. So I'm just not interested. It truly has to pique my interest before you get me to move. Right. But then I'll binge on that thing like a scientist. Right. Yeah. You're more right down the middle for experience and duration which makes you this extremely, call it dependable person. So whatever work you're doing, you're not going to, you know, be this huge risk uh, taker that's going to overdo things and maybe score a big win, but also lose along the way. And you're also not going to flake out. You're going to, your 10 things on the task list, they're going to get done. Right. Right. So you're, you're kind of right down the middle, which we very rarely see some, everyone has some nuance there that drives them in a certain direction, but you're this super like dependable, get it done. That sounds uh, right. Now, here's the interesting stuff that Chris is going to like. Uh, <laughs> we look at a gene called ADR2B, which determines your ability to either bind or even simply ignore negative stimuli, trauma, PTSD. And you're somewhat dysregulated there, which means that you're more likely to hold that grudge. Oh. So whereas when it comes to how you structure your day and how you think and perceive about the world, this very dependable straightforward, let's get it done attitude. But when it comes to things that you're recalling and are remembering, mm -hmm. you experience the pain a little deeper than other people. Yep. And you remember more details about it. So the, the same comped enzyme that clears a dopamine also clears noradrenaline. Adrenaline is that chemical that makes you feel that. So 
you're also clearing it a little slower. So you remember more of that moment. So, you know, God forbid there's like a car accident, somebody else jumps into Uber, you can't go down that street for the next four or five months. It's like, you, it's a recall thing. So mm-hmm. this speaks to holding a grudge and remembering pain, yep. you know, starting off where you left off last time and bringing back whatever that baggage was and melding it all together. Uh, But it also speaks to this sort of deeper emotional intelligence, being able to read the room, being able to understand where people are at and meet them where they're at, because you remember and you feel as much as you think. Does that sound familiar, Chris? You know what it sounds like? It sounds like my wife is what it sounds like. (laughs) Every time I mess up, somehow she is able to remember every (laughs) single detail and she holds on to it, and she brings that bad boy up whenever it, it it's needed. I, uh, that, uh, <laughs> but so that I think a lot of people can do that. I, <laughs> but they, you know, there's actually research that's been done on. Um, so I don't know if you remember the the Rwandan genocide. There was the I think the Tutsis and the Hutus are the tribes that they were called that they were just massacring each other. Uh, as soon as that war was over. They were right next to each other with their arms literally chopped off at the elbows, which is what they used to do to each other, trading in their markets and being friends. And as soon as the war was switched off, their feelings towards each other switched off. Mm. When we did, there was some research done on this particular gene and they had the best version of it where they just don't buy in trauma. They don't remember. Right. They don't hold on. They don't hold on to it. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Right. I'm just going to say a little piece about this because what comes up for me as you're saying that is number one, my ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, after eight years, nine years of being divorced, mm-hmm. like they're just the relationship could be so good. But, it, you know, the, so now I look at that and think, oh, is that my piece? Or is that his piece? Because he's doing the same stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Or am I just seeing the same stuff over and over again? Because it is almost PTSD. But what I do notice is that I'll be in another situation and someone might behave similarly to how he does, not male or female, like not, not like a a, gender. a relationship or anything like that, just human behavior. Yeah. <laughs> as soon yeah. as I see that, I'm like, I'm out of here. No, nope, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't want anything to do with you. This is reminiscent. <laughs> this is triggering some sort of PTSD later. I, I have got enough baggage. <laughs> <laughs> we are full up. <laughs> I've learned. I've learned. And nope. Thank you very much. And I'm that's on. what it is. That word they use, the trigger, right? It, it's literally right. triggering the recall. When you, when you get that feeling, yeah, it's not isolated in time. You're tying it and connecting this chain. You're literally time traveling and bringing back yeah. whatever you felt last time, right? Yeah. So, so now we layer on top of that your serotonin response, which exaggerates this even further. Your serotonin response is also somewhat dysregulated. You have shortened receptors, which means that what we just spoke of was how do you recall or remember? There's also how do you experience in the moment. So for you call it slightly more irritable, sensitive. Things bother you that other people in the room didn't even notice. You know, someone's chewing too loud. There's a crumpling paper. Someone showed up late. All of these details bug you. And it's not that you're an irritable person. It's you're highly um, sensitive to stimuli person. Hmm. You just notice more, which also speaks to a superpower because when it comes to (laughs) combining that with your dependable, reliable sort of work ethic, it's like you're you're focused, you're getting your stuff done, but you're also seeing all these sort of details and nuances that nobody else is catching. Yeah. And it makes you this sort of highly productive person. But to the people around you, it's like, we got to walk on eggshells and be careful how we say things. <laughs> <laughs> I 
okay. and I don't know okay. what he's talking about, Leanne. I, I don't Chris. feel that way at all. Not at all. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Would you like a so glass we, of water? Can I get you something? He, Chris just literally <laughs> fell off his chair for the people that aren't watching this. Not on the Zoom screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we uh, touched on to something there. But uh, all right, she's not no, supposed to know. That's, this is how we talk about her when she's not here. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so what's interesting now that's coming up for me is like in relationships. So in in and we talked about your your niece, the the situation mm-hmm. of the men, mental health and the mental illness with your niece, similar kind of situation having having happened with my daughter, different but but similar. And so now I'm sort of processing and thinking, aha. So my daughter, who is extra sensitive and and you know, she's talked about her mental health and mental illness journey and and how she processes things. Right. I see in her that she notices all the things as well. Because yeah. I de- I know that I will notice things out of the corner of my eye and it'll stick and I'll be yeah, it's just how I go about my day. And I think that this is also how I bring myself to my clients because I ask those questions and I yeah. go go down those rabbit holes and I want to know more. But what happened there? What happened there? Or I noticed this, even though you didn't realize you were doing that. And 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 yep. I think that all of those kind of things, I, I absolutely, it resonates for me. With and that's why in, in work, this is actually a real strength by right? which people, if you, if you, and this is where genetics is all, the outcome is about context. Right. So your genetics is what you're born with, but nothing has happened until you do something. Right. You have to go somewhere, do something, eat something, expose yourself. And then the combination is your outcome. So yep. at home, I'm irritable at work. I'm the best performer. Right. Right. And I'll use it to your advantage. Right. So now it gets a little more interesting. Mm. Uh, the last brain chemical we're going to look at brain derived okay. neurotropic factor okay. uh, is primarily studied around concussion and neuroplasticity so your ability to brain your brain to develop new neural connections this is why clinically it's looked at you know how well do you bounce back from concussion right. uh, how susceptible are you to concussion but it does a lot more than that it also regulates mood and behavior and you have the very rare and unusual aa genotype which means the sort of least optimal version it speaks to you're being sort of stimulated by everything, but it also means a lot, right? There's this weight to things where call it the drama queen response. I'm sure there's been times where you yell and leave the room and slam the door and, you know, lawyer letter comes in the mail. You can't think about anything else the rest of the day, right? You know, those types of things. So whereas some people lawyer letter comes in the mail, they read it. And then I'm going to send this to my lawyer and go back to whatever they were doing. I feel things and I feel them more than other people. And I remember that stuff. And I remember all the details and nuances of it. Right. And it means so much. So this is what would drive anxiety, trauma, what people around you might even see as somewhat like a bipolar behavior because you're bouncing between I'm, I'm happy. I'm okay. Something stimulates me and brought me right back here. And then something happy happens and I got right back here again. Right. So it's not that you're, uh, bounce between them you're just being pulled you you respond to stimuli and at a deep level so now right. knowing this about yourself yep. it's like that filter of when somebody says it's not that big of a deal maybe it isn't that big of a deal what episode was it when we had Car- carolyn mondin on i think that was like 103 maybe chris um in working with carolyn i have learned to let it all go not stay in that thought cycle of yeah, yeah. kind of 
I'll call it crazy, but it's it's really not. It's more intensity, I think. It's exactly what is it? intensity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's intensity in the feeling, yep. intensity in the sensation of the feeling, meaning like literally how you feel emotionally. Yep. Intensity in the level to which you perceive it because yep. the stimuli is stronger and intensity in what it means. It's, it's just a weight. This is Eat This with Leanne. Today on Eat This with Leanne, a deep dive into my DNA test results. To help dig deeper into this, welcome Kashif Khan back on to Eat This with Leanne. And he's joining us today to share some more insight. Whenever anyone's doing any work to improve themselves, Mm -hmm. you have to first start with how does your brain function in fire? Because you may not perceive things the way other people perceive them. So when somebody says, go do this or manage this class or whatever, yep. you know, your ability to comply, your ability to get that sense of reward from whatever you're doing, does it feel like a two out of 10 or eight out of 10? For you, a five out of 10 feels like a nine out of 10. So the feedback loop even gets altered, right? So this mm-hmm. is why it's very important to understand how you perceive before you get into what are you going to fix? Right. One last thing I'll say about your neurochemicals are they also speak to poor sleep quality. So I don't know if you have issues with sleep. I, I kind of don't really. No? Never have. No. So I'll tell you why. Um, BDNF helps regulate your circadian rhythm, the clock. Mm-hmm. So your ability for your body to know if it's daytime or nighttime. Serotonin regulates. So melatonin puts you to sleep. A lot of people take melatonin supplements to yep. fall asleep. But serotonin wakes you up. And because you have a bad relationship with serotonin, stimuli like wrong temperature, wrong smell, mm-hmm. you know, noise, whatever. After the first sleep cycle, you you know, sleep in multiple cycles. The, yeah. After the first one, it's a lot easier to wake up and stay awake. Your environment is probably better than most, you know, yeah. in terms of temperature, blanket, comfort yep. level. But going to a hotel or making a shift may be a disaster because it just, if you don't have that perfection and then there's any stimuli, you're going to wake up. So now I'm going to skip ahead. Now let me give you some good news. (laughs) Okay. Your cardiovascular health. So the way we look at cardiovascular health isn't, hey, you got a risk of something. You got a 60% chance of risk of this. We we actually break it down to how the disease happens. And what we understand is that most cardiovascular diseases in the arteries, you know, the the calcification, cholesterol, blockage, all that stuff. And that starts with the ability to either cope with or not cope with inflammation. So Mm -hmm. if the arteries, the inner lining of the arteries, which is called the endothelial, gets inflamed. Yep. That's when your body will actually use cholesterol to reduce the inflammation. So the good news is of the few genes that we look at to understand what quality of hardware you have, you're doing fairly well, better than most people. Meaning that even if you have the wrong exposures, you know, you could be that sort of grandma that's smoking at 110 right. and nobody can understand why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. My grandfather yeah. was, that was my grandfather on my dad's side. Yeah. Did everything, poured salt on everything, smoked like a <laughs> chimney and lived to 99 and yeah. and was still in his own house. The difference is all of those things are bad for everybody. Yeah. If you have superhuman hardware, it's hard to damage it. So even though it's bad for you, you're not supposed to do it. What's the outcome? Well, I have stainless steel arteries that don't get inflamed. 
Yeah, so it's I, very I learned, hard. I learned about the stainless steel. So as a part of this process, once I got my results and I made a half hour coaching right. call with the health coach and she actually brought that up. Oh, cool. And, okay. then, and then explained about the stainless steel and the zero, yeah. to, zero to 10 and, and that kind of thing. And I was like, all right, I'm a number yeah. one, which means I'm almost impermeable. Okay, <laughs> that's really, it's fascinating to know because there's so much cardiovascular oh. um, on my dad's side. So no. again, it's affirming for that, that kind of that's, thing. That's but, a bit of a waste. Why do you get the stainless steel? Look how good you eat. Look how well you live your life and you get the stainless steel. How about a guy who drinks and, and eats a bit of ice cream now and then and the odd oh, bag then? of cookies? Like when do, where's my stainless steel arteries for crying out well, loud? Well, go, go spit in the tube and find out. Okay. We'll compare stainless steel arteries. Okay. Sorry, Kashif. This is just an internal monologue here between me and her. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> don't mean to drag you through the mud, too. We also have an aluminum category, so we'll make sure you're out there. I'm, all right, I'm praying for at least aluminum. <laughs> all right, so that was some interesting good news. And yep. now I'm going to go to something. When we look at our health, it's not something we typically look at. Okay. And it's a major source of disease. So what is disease? Most chronic diseases, they're rooted in inflammation and everybody agrees with, you know, doctor, naturopath, Agreed. personal, everybody agrees that diseases are rooted in inflammation. What we don't look at or understand is what is the inflammation rooted in? There's some things we know, like, you know, like you said, salt, smoking, drinking, whatever, ice cream, yeah. right? <laughs> so if you're doing the wrong stuff that your body can't tolerate, something's going to get inflamed. What's going to get inflamed depends where your cellular structure isn't the best. Okay. But you are going to get an exaggerated version of that inflammation or just accelerated if you can't deal with the toxic insult. So what's happening in your body is there's these traffic cops uh, and it's, it's referred to as a glutathione pathway. So glutathione is yep. deployed, binds onto toxins, sends it to the liver to get rid of it. Just like when you drink alcohol, your liver clears it. So, or not well in my case. Yes, exactly. So in your case, this is one of the few genes where your your DNA is your human instruction manual. It's a book inside every single cell telling those cells what to do. Different cells access different parts of the book. You have an entire page missing from the book. So it's not even, you, you hear about variations and, you know, versions of a gene. You don't even have the gene. Forget about what version, you, you're missing it. And this is one of the few genes where it's possible. And this is the key detox gene that has those traffic cops in the blood that goes and binds and sends things to the metabolite. So whereas you have this stainless steel artery, you also have a higher sort of, you're, you're fighting that fight of, you know, dealing with the toxins. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you should do about it, but I'm going to finish this part about the toxins. So this was more in the blood. Yeah. Same thing at the gut. A gut, your gut is another first line defense. You eat things, they enter your bloodstream you're also not doing so well in terms of detoxing of the gut. So what does that mean? Pesticides, chemicals, drying agents, you know, things that are inflammatory in nature that were never meant to be eaten for you may be a bigger problem. Like go have a bowl of hummus seems harmless. And all of a sudden you're all bloated and can't eat your next meal. Yeah. Why? Because they use chemicals to dry the chickpeas to ship them. So they last in the can for longer. Right. right? And then it turns into hummus. So yeah. somebody like you at lunch with three, four friends, bloated and stomach feels screwed up and other people didn't notice like i don't know what you're talking about right, right? yep so that's because you're you're at 50 percent capacity to clear uh sort of toxic insults of the gut where you're doing really well is airborne so chemicals mold pollutants you know you walk into a factory some people will get like a bit of a head fog or migraine i get that by the way 
If right. I go smell chemicals or mold, whatever, I'll, I'll feel horrible. You can do somewhat okay. So that first line of defense is okay. But once it gets in, you do a really bad job of getting rid of it. Right. So an overexposure is too much. Okay. The other interesting thing is internal. Um, so what we just talked about was getting rid of stuff that entered your body. But you also create toxins called oxidants. So your cells take in nutrition and oxygen to create energy. Mm-hmm. And in that process of converting oxygen to energy, you create an oxidant, which is toxic. Right. And you're supposed to get rid of it. So you have a double whammy where your cell, the mitochondria, which is where the energy is produced, doesn't do a good job of getting rid of that smoke, that byproduct. Right. And once it's in the blood, you also don't do a good job of getting rid of it. Hmm. So oxidation for you is a big problem. Right. So what is oxidation? Cardiovascular exercise, for example. Yep. You know, high intensity cardiovascular where you're breathing heavy and taking in more oxygen. Yep. Bad sleep. You know, you can very easy to Google oxidative stress and what causes oxidative stress. But for you, that is a root cause for all chronic diseases. If you're in an oxidative stress state, you're yep. creating so much pollution in your bloodstream that it's going to go cause inflammation. Where's the inflammation? Just depends. Yeah. Interesting right. Interesting how we get to the inflammation. Yes. Yeah. In that non-detoxifying way. I love how you've explained that I'm missing the whole page because yeah, it, again, it, it's just, it's affirming. It's like, why can't I have a damn drink? You know? <laughs> Whereas Chris is sitting there having his, you know, fourth of the night and he's fine. Yeah. I've got the stainless steel arteries, but I can't do what he does. That's exactly what it is. You're, that, that alcohol for you, you just don't get rid of it well. No. Right. It, some people are hyper there's some people that have an extra copy of the gene, by the way. Wow. You know, one of our, our friends, Bryce Wild, he's actually one of the partners. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. And he, I remember being with him in LA and he drank a bottle of wine. Yeah. And at 5 a.m., he we heard a beep at the door and I thought someone was breaking in. And that was him. We rented an Airbnb for this conference. It was him going for a run. <laughs> After like, a bottle of wine. Like, yeah, what? no, that would not be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, when I say bottle, like he literally drank the bottle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's where I have noticed a difference in taking yeah. the liposome B complex liquid that I talk about all the time in sometimes taking NEC every now and then I'll do more glutathione, actual like glutathione, uh, the liquid that's on spurtright.com. And I've noticed that my tolerance improved. In your case, the only thing you have to be careful of because keep in mind, what is a gene? It's an instruction. Yeah. So it's telling your body what to do. So you don't have the instruction telling glutathione what to do. Mm-hmm. Meaning that now if you're taking glutathione, which you can do in small doses, I would yeah. take less than what's recommended. Yeah. Because if you're taking the normal dose, the glutathione, which is not instructed, is not only binding onto toxins, but also the minerals and nutrients and everything else, because it doesn't know what to do. You don't have the instruction. The page is missing. Yeah, we we have uh, naturopathic doctors we work with who do a lot of supplementation and IV therapy where, you know, somebody's like bedridden because they've given them a glutathione IV and they can't figure out what's going on. And this is the root cause is that they can't they can't do it. This is where personalization is so important. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's a couple other areas that stood out. First of all, your vitamin D activation is the best I've seen. Like it's highly optimal. You take vitamin D from the sun and from food and put it into the blood really well. There's a second gene that then transports it to the cell, which you do really well. And there's a third gene that then binds it at the cell. And you're doing that really well. And I bring this up because most people don't do this well. 
And this is why vitamin D, it can be so impactful. But if you dose it properly, some people need to take 5,000 IU in the morning. Some people need to take 2,000 three times a day. You know, the way you metabolize it is the way you need to take it. And some people don't get the outcome because they're not taking it the way that's matched to their genetics. And a lot of that has to do with your ancestry and how exposed they were to the sun and what they did. Your ability to feel full is somewhat off. Mm. So going for seconds and thirds is easier. I know you eat really clean, which is, you know, when you're eating clean, it's almost not a problem to go eat extra. Right. You know, uh, it's therapeutic in nature sometimes, depending what you're eating. Uh, but that there's literally a signal from your gut to your brain to say we're done. And that signal for you takes a little longer. Hmm. Okay. Now, when we, when we go back and look at the serotonin we were talking about earlier, yep. when you're dysregulated and you're having the bad day, something triggers some irritability. Yeah. Your brain tends to lean on food as a coping mechanism. Interesting. Because stress is not a good state to be in. Okay, I think Chris knows some uh, insider. Oh no, 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 no! I just find it no. ironic. That's all. That 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 a nutritionist <laughs> yeah. uh, it uses food as a coping mechanism. That in itself should be, should <laughs> well, be on a T-shirt somewhere that we're selling. <laughs> yeah, and and to just bring in the kind of real life thing. If I'm in in a lot of stress, if I'm feeling stressed. I am not hungry. I do not want food at all. Oh, like it oh. is, I am not someone that typically goes to the cookie jar. However, okay. there will be times where I'm, um, I don't know, bored, floundering, not quite sure what to do, unfocused, because I know that came up in my, um, in my results, sometimes difficulty in focusing. Right. That's when I will, hmm, I'll make a cup of tea. Oh, maybe I'll have a shortbread with that. Or, you know, and I've talked about that on the podcast before, right. those kind of times. But yeah. if, you know, if I am under a lot of stress, like real fight or flight, food is the last thing that I want. Like I would go all day and almost not not eat in the in the height of all the stuff that was going on with my daughter. I would eat because I knew I had to yeah. as, a, as opposed to actually have hunger. But at the same time, I also know there are times when I just keep on eating because I don't ever get satisfied from the food because it's actually emotional support that I need at that moment. I, it's, you know, it's so there's, it's a real dichotomy almost. Yeah. It's interesting. So it's because what what's scientifically sort of said is that it's a coping mechanism, meaning it's like, it's almost like emotional support. Right. right? So you, you lean on it when you're, there's something wrong. It's not, so it's not necessarily a response to stress, like exactly what you're saying. It's more yeah. like, irritated, bothered, drained, Yes. you know, it, it, when it's emotionally hitting you. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I do the exact same thing because I have the same serotonin levels as you. Right. Uh, and I do the same thing. Stress. I don't, I can't eat. No. Nope. Uh, I've just, the other thing is see these things, and this is where genetics gets things wrong. A single gene doesn't have a single meaning. You right. have to combine different pathways and understand the net result because you are also a little more reward seeking, not highly, but a little bit more than the average person because you're in the middle for your dopamine. So when stress driven by work, achievement, even when you're working with your daughter, that's something that you're trying to achieve. You're trying to hit the goal. You're trying to win mm -hmm. something. That takes over uh, and that sort of reward seeking behavior yep. takes over the kind of irritability, emotional stuff. Yep. Without a doubt. Right? So you have to combine and understand what's going on. And then when you're void of that, your brain can then go back to emotional damage. 
Right. <laughs> and, yes. and focus on that instead. And then right? I'm going to process all that stuff yeah. of the after the fact. Of yeah, the after the fact. So they, it, it, and all that. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah. So then this is where it goes back to the very first thing I said, context, right? So yeah. all of this stuff is variable based on the context here. And what are you doing with it? And now you know why you behave the way you do in these different contexts. Yeah. Yeah. There's another red flag here. Uh, for diabetes, but mm. you're probably not going to get there because of the way you eat. So what we're seeing is that your ability to metabolize starches is somewhat poor. Yeah. So, you know, rice, bread, pasta, sugar, not so good. Really and your it. insulin response isn't good. So if you were to eat a bowl of pasta, you're probably lying on the couch for an hour trying to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, also in the report, I noticed that gluten, not great, not allergic, not or not celiac or have that that response. Um, or dairy. And over the years, perhaps because I noticed so much, then I'm like, I just don't feel great when I have yeah. it. I, every now and then, fine, but it's definitely not like I don't buy bread. If I have a piece of toast, it's just because there's something around. Right. Um, I yeah. don't do dairy. I don't do, you know, it's just not, I don't feel great. Never yeah, have. Yeah. So once I figured that out, it's like, it's really just not, not a part of what goes on my shopping list. Your body struggles so much converting starch into fuel and yeah. then trying to have a proper insulin response that this, this is exactly why people get type two diabetes. Yeah. Now combine this with the average Canadian or North American diet. It, you're going to get there a lot faster, which is why there's so many diabetics. Yeah. Uh, so that's your sort of saving grace as you eat well, but even then you want to avoid all that stuff. Yeah. So the interesting thing is your fat metabolization is also not the best. Yeah. So, so if is, I put myself, I, I read that and I thought, oh my gosh, if I put myself on a keto diet. <laughs> yeah. And I have never been interested in that. So again, like what I found in going through this in, in my awareness and my understanding of myself, mm -hmm. I've already addressed some of these things that are genetically mm -hmm. there because of the work that I've done in understanding myself and really paying attention to how I feel. The keto diet has never interested me. Yeah, it wouldn't work for you. You'd feel great for a week or two and then all yep. of a sudden crash. But yep. there's some people for whom we tell them this is exactly what they need to do. They, they are designed and wired for a keto diet yep. and they will thrive on it and the fat will just start melting off. But for some people like yourself, it will be yep. a struggle. Yeah. Now, the other interesting thing here is speaking of diet, the methylation gene that deals with uh, metabolizing beans, lentils, legumes. So we, there's a lot of people that we have to tell them that the vegan diet was the wrong choice for them. Yeah. You would actually do really well. Mm. Uniquely. Most people don't, by the way. When it comes to the main vegan protein sources, yeah. most people struggle with those. So it's okay to eat it once in a while, but it can't be your staple. For you, it's actually no problem. So the enzymes required to break these things down and metabolize them, you do a really good job. Again, very unique. Most people don't. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So a paleo plus beans kind of thing. Yeah. You're, you're, you Paleo is ideal for you. Yeah. It's like you're wired for a paleo diet. Okay. I'm going to look at your hormone profile. Because mm -hmm, I wanted to ask about, you know, I'm 50. I'm right in the middle of perimenopause. Yeah. And... You know, of late, I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but of late, there's been some issues. And I just found out today that I actually have a uterine polyp. Okay. And this is something that I thought there's got to be something in this report. And there is. Ju just for listeners, uh, this is going to be really cool because this is literally just came up today. I spoke to a gynecologist just over an hour ago about this. And it's a pretty good size polyp, which basically means that I have 
been having like a period of, of all sorts of different, you know, super heavy to clots to all sorts of stuff for three months straight. Hmm. And it has not stopped. So I just, I, I'm bringing this up now so that we can try and tie these things together. Cause again, it's fascinating. First of all, I should say that the area that we find, cause we've dealt with thousands of people, yeah. the area that needs the most help in medical sort of care is female hormone health. It sucks yeah. so bad. Yeah. You know, it's just, you're supposed to have problems, your hormones. What are you complaining about? Yeah, that, that's I'm, the I'm perimenopausal. Why well, yeah. does doesn't this happen to everyone? No. Yeah. No. And my and my question was to the gynecologist was why? There is, no. Answer. Why isn't their job? No. Right. Their toolkit is let's mask it, check mark when you don't feel the pain anymore, or we're going to chop it out. Yeah. So let's get into why. So the hormone pathway and each step that I'm going to talk about, there's a gene that determines how you do this. So right. you take cholesterol converted into progesterone. You take progesterone and convert that into testosterone. Yep. And you take testosterone and convert that into estrogen. Women right. do that every month. Men do that every day. Right. Same pathway. In that pathway, once you get to testosterone, there's your initial measure of how well do you produce hormones? Is the bucket full or not? Mm-hmm. Before you convert to estrogen, you could potentially do two other things. Clear it, get rid of it. Yeah. As a as a what we call a clean androgen, like a nice pure testosterone. Mm-hmm. So before you're able to convert all of it into estrogen, some of it gets cleared. Yep. Or you could convert some of it into what's called DHT, which is like the manly man jacked rip six pack testosterone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm full of that. I got lots of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to give it away on the corner. Here, you need some DHT, pal. I'm not yeah. too much. Too much. We're just we got the ice cream belly filter on today. <laughs> Whoa, okay, you are getting way too comfortable with us here because you're a little little too personal, all right? (laughs) This is awesome. But by the way, Chris, you probably are just literally speaking to your shoulders, your body type, and I don't know if there's much hair underneath that hat. There is. And you'll never know. Yeah. Uh, But you actually do speak to a sort of DHT body type. Oh, good. Well, there you go. See? You're- yeah, meaning that if you were to train and go do your thing, you'd probably get pretty ripped and strong and, you know. If, but the key yeah, thing is... Fair. That's a big yeah, if. Right? Yeah, that's a big if. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go somehow ripped between the hot tub with a drink and back to the freezer to get the ice cream and maybe around the, around the small block of the, uh, of the hot tub just to take the lid off. <laughs> okay. okay well, I thought we were focusing on Leanne in this episode. Oh, Come yeah, on. yeah. Let's Here we go. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So getting back to your issues. Hormones. Your so in that process, yeah. Again, progesterone to forget about the cholesterol, progesterone and testosterone and estrogen could yep. potentially get rid of some testosterone, could potentially convert some into DHT. What do you do? Yeah. You don't produce that many hormones to begin with. So progesterone converting into testosterone, you don't do a very good job. You convert everything into estrogen. Ah. Uh, so you're estrogen dominant. Yeah. So of the little hormones you do make, they all convert into estrogen. That's step one of three. Okay. So step two is when you have your monthly cycle, you're not clearing estrogen. You first convert it into a metabolite, Mm. either two, four, or 16 hydroxy estrogen. Two is great, clean, good stuff that you want. Four and 16 are highly toxic. 16 is more toxic than four. And you go into four at a fairly sort of quick rate. So the little hormones you produce, you have a fast pathway for 4-hydroxy and slow for the other two. Step three of three is yeah. how well do you get rid of it? Do you clear it? 
the same GSTT gene that we were saying you were completely missing, page torn out, page is torn the out, gene yeah. responsible for clearing this toxic metabolite. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> um, the supportive <laughs> gene that yeah. also helps is the mitochondrial clearance gene saw too that we were saying gets rid of the yes. oxidation. You also aren't doing so well there. So the backup, the plan B, right? Right. So now, given all that, does not mean you're sick. You still need an additional load to get you there. What could that load be? Taking a birth control pill for 10 years, mm-hmm. eating too much estrogen dominant foods, right. having chemicals in your house that are estrogen mimics, something as simple as a Teflon coated frying pan. Right. Right. Yeah. They're all these, what they call endocrine disruptors, hormone disruptors that yeah. when they enter your body, chemically, your body doesn't know, know the difference. It thinks it's more estrogen. Yeah. Uh, so it converts it into this metabolite. So you're now at that age where the compound effect of this going on for however many years, years yep. right? Again, what is inflammation? It's that constant drip of an inflammatory impulse that leads to this damage, which leads to inflammation. Yep. For you, I would just say that you haven't gotten sick yet because of how healthy you've been, the way right. you eat. Take your profile to 85% of Canadian women are on a birth control pill for 10 years, mm-hmm. right? That they are taking hormone therapy, they're you know, using chemical makeups and things. And just, if you take your profile in the average bucket, something bigger would have happened by now. Hmm. And this is why we're saying context, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, what are you doing with the cards you've been dealt? So as you go into menopause, the challenge is you no longer have a menstrual cycle to get rid of this stuff. So your body starts to store it in fatty tissue. And this is where, why is it that there's so much breast cancer in the menopause age? Why does it happen at that time? Because that's the time where you had this inflammatory insult being stored in fat, which is where women have fat is in their breasts and their hips. And all these glands that were never designed to deal with that insult start to get inflamed. Mm-hmm. Cellular damage, which leads to something like cancer. What I would do in this case, and again, first of all, I would say that this needs to be dealt with clinically. And we have clinicians in houses, you know, that can sort of look at this a little deeper. Yep. Um, because you're already starting to express symptomology of Right. Estrogen dominance and estrogen toxicity causing and damage to your body. That's where the polyp has come from, which yeah. the doctor has said, eh, it just happens. And they don't know. So even if, if you, oh, you understood. can come to, understood. Yeah, you, yep. you can slam this DNA test on no. their desk and say, here oh, it yeah. is. Wouldn't know how to read it. Right. right? Absolutely. It's not so. in their wheelhouse. And I totally understand that, which is really where the understanding the limitation of of medicine comes in and not saying that they're not amazing and they do all the right things. But the point of even just the be intentional series was so that people can take the reins of their health. And that is why we're having this conversation. So just to kind of like circle it back again to, you got to look after yourself. And this is part of, part of the journey of doing this test is to not only learn about myself, but to find out things like this for people to go, okay, I want that too. We had a lady, I remember, who um, had a very similar profile to you, uh, but she also converted the progesterone into testosterone quick. So she had more hormones. So we literally warned her that based on her age, she was like you, uh, sort of pre. And then we said that you need to be ahead of breast cancer and we need to completely change everything that you're doing in your lifestyle, et cetera. Yep. So she went to a clinician and they did a BRCA test on her. Yep. And they said, you have no breast cancer risk. Like this, this meaning she was, she told them that ge- this genetic company told me that I have breast cancer risk. So they ran a genetic test and said that breast cancer gene is okay for you. So they're, they don't know what they're talking about. No. 
I'm not kidding you. Three months later, she was diagnosed. Hmm. So what did we find was going on? So she didn't have it at that time, but she was a religious Hindu. So she ate tofu almost every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, they also Which moved is for listeners. That's est- that's where some of the estrogens can come from. Yeah, it's an estrogen dominant food. Food. Yeah. She also moved to a home where there was um, like a lot more greenery, which meant a lot more chemicals, a lot more right. pesticides and spraying and all this type of stuff. Yep. So double whammy. Yep. It's like actually you had a story about someone who's a golfer. Yeah. Right. In episode yep. one hundred and one, where this person couldn't clear that and love the game of golf play golf so again more exposure yeah more exposure which actually led to him getting a cholesterol problem which they couldn't get under control at the age of 38 because he was getting so much influence so unlike you the stainless steel he had more like papyrus like right. within <laughs> art, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. like highly yeah. highly prone to inflammation right so it hit him hard and literally by 38 he was on Lipitor and it just kept getting worse and worse and nobody mm. could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. The the recommendations are so simple and easy. It's like let's block the conversion, let's help you with the clearance. The 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 detox page that you're missing, let's install it by supplementing you the right way or t- teaching right. you how to eat or there's things you can do. Yeah. The difference between medicine meaning that masking the symptom with the pill versus functional health meaning why is it happening? If you know the why, there's there's some missing part or some missing function. You just need to plug that gap, stick yeah. it in. And there's yeah. usually a supplement, some food, some exercise, some therapy, red light therapy, cold plunging. Something will re- replace that thing that you don't do. Yeah. Then you're just like everybody else and you're no longer prone to that disease. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Okay, listeners. Well, this has just summed me up here, rather exposing myself to (laughs) to everyone, but absolutely fascinating. And I think that this is a perfect place to end off other than, you know, figuring out all the things that I'm going to do to support myself, which I, I think is tremendous to have the opportunity to be able to, to know what is possible and to you know, I need to deal with the things that go round and round in my brain, which I am doing and have been working on. And then also supporting my body with the right nutrients. It's just, yeah, it just has to happen. And, and this is what I wish for you, even though we've been talking about me this whole episode and (laughs) has gone into great detail about me, please know that, you know, this is not me putting myself on stage just so that I learn everything. It's so you know what's possible. And I think that that really is the value in in understanding this. So thank you, Kishi, for no, thank you. sharing so much of your expertise. We'll definitely follow up. I'm going to definitely have my daughter tested. And as you know, I'm, I'm, this is something I'm going to add into what I would like my clients to do as well. So, um, so super, super valuable on so many levels. Thank you for doing everything that you do. Thank you for starting this company. Thank you for looking into all of this and even <laughs> making the correlation with your daughter, because I did hear about that on your, uh, your podcast, um, right. um, Unpilled. So I'll put that information in the show sure. notes as well. And listeners, you know that you can go to the dnacompany.com forward slash eat this to get this experience for yourself. Obviously, you're not going to record a podcast about it afterwards, but you know, you do you do get that too. 
And with that forward slash eat this on the end, you'll get $50 off of your own test, the cost for it, which really, you know, wow, it's what a place to, to put your money towards in understanding yourself. So thank you again, Kishi. Really it was a pleasure. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. Oh my gosh, there's so much to everything that he just said. And I know that there's so much more to come. So I'm going to keep on digging. But this is a massive start to the process of being intentional to kind of just wrap up what we started with in those six episodes in the beginning. And this is what I want for myself. I want to know more about me. And of course, as I've said before, my loyal, lovely, loyal listeners listening all the time, I'm taking you along for the ride because I want you to be able to take control of your health. The medical system, as amazing as it, as it is, is limited to really kind of fixing what's wrong. So if we take a big giant step back from that and focus on not getting to that point because you know as i shared what what's going on with me lately it's emotionally draining to go through that process not only having the physical symptoms that i do but also just waiting 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 got to have a test then got to talk to the doctor then go back again talk to a specialist and then and then and that unto itself is emotionally draining so if we can avoid that on every single level I think it's hugely positive. Now, where we focus our attention is important. And again, in your genetics, you learn that, oh crap, this is just not something that I'm really strong in genetically, but how can I get there? Now, if you'd like a deep, to do a deep dive into your DNA and experience what I have, no, you don't have to go on. As I said to Kashif, you don't have to go on record and do a podcast about it. You can head over to thednacompany.com forward slash eat this. Get $50 off your own test. Then you'll get a 30-minute call just like I did with a health coach to go over a few things. Wasn't enough for me, but it's at least it's a start. Although I'm no expert in this just yet, it's definitely going to become a focus of mine and I'm going to be recommending this to my clients and those who want to go deeper. So let's keep this conversation going. Conversations. Did you know that I send out a newsletter each week, both from leannephillipson.com and also from spreadright.com? And I do that to keep you in the loop of either what's coming up, what's just been released, or anything that's on my mind that I think should be on yours. Let's stay connected on social media through Leanne Phillipson and SproutRight handles. And do let me know if you're going to dive into this and also what you find out about yourself very quick mention about episode 109. Now this had a huge response. Wow. I had so many emails. I had people reaching out to me. It obviously resonated as I went through and talked about supplements. Not only my own line, Take This by Leanne, but also just about supplements out there in general. Now, I had a few questions from my lovely loyal listeners, and as well as uh, just all the information that was given out on the podcast, I recorded a few videos. I put those on social media and all, then also on YouTube. So if you've got questions, head on over there and you can see if that question that I put out so far, I've put out one or two, there'll be more to come. Um, if you'll find those answers there, knowing that you can also book a 50 
15 minute call with me over on SproutRight.com. When you're on a specific supplement page, you can just click through, make an appointment, and then we can get talking about you. Alrighty, so I'm gonna go and figure out what to do with myself and I'll be making adjustments to my eating habits, my lifestyle, my supplements, and rest easier knowing that some of the traits that, that are just a part of me, those that overthinking that gives me those damn migraines, you know, I don't have to make excuses or wonder about it. I just know that it's within me. So thanks as always for tuning in and I'll finish off as usual by saying, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.